here they are coming up in a couple of minutes probably uh, from New York and elsewhere and all across the country. Uh, Chapo Trap House, thanks for coming to the hideout. Hey folks. Hello. Hello Chicago. How many uh, democratically inclined socialists are in the room tonight? All right, all right. My name is Womeniker, hello friends. And this is Chapo Trap House. You know, who, you know, wait. Information, wait, Facts, wait, wait. right here, read this. Have you read this? Have you read this information? Right here. Uh, uh, wait, guys. Uh, got ya. Guys, I'm, I'm sorry about this. Uh, yeah, Virgil, he, he had a really long conversation with somebody from the Spartacists. For the Spartacus League of I.S.O. Neo Trotskyist, Naxalite, Maoist, Giga, Juche, Revolutionary Workers Committee. Uh... Yeah, Virgil, like, he really loves procedure and debate, and uh, he thought he could change the Spartacus's mind, and uh, this is kind of what we got. Have you read this? His. Have you read this? Have I, you read this? Let's I, I talk about it. I haven't. Let's, when are you going to read it? read it. Sir, when are you going to read it? I see three gentlemen who went to the DSA convention, the Democratic shill uh, <laughs> of, of Clan. There to worship your idol, Bougie Chandlers, <laughs> Jeremy Fraudlin. Debate me, debate me. I, I, did, I didn't read it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Do you think you have the real revolutionary praxis to end global imperialism? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yo. <laughs> I am so glad. Together, we're going to tell the truth about Syria. We're gonna, buddy. We're gonna. I'm so glad you're here. Syria, we're gonna dissolve NATO. Syria. We. Yeah. We we agree about Syria. I have to care yeah, we about do. Syria. Oh yeah. And you're gonna tell the. I'm adding you to my all my Syria DMs. With Hezbollah people. Oh yeah. All my friends. No. No. I guess no. No. That's it. Uh, I'm, I'm back in the DSA. I'm back in the DSA, everyone. All right. Everybody, everybody. Fight the real enemy! Fight the real enemy! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're back in. Yeah. Well, I thought we were going to have a totally different and better show, but uh, here we are. I'm sorry about that, folks, but uh, never let it be said that uh, reason debate can't change minds. Thanks for showing me the light, everybody. Yeah. Hey, hello. So, uh, as I was saying, um, I'm glad Virgil's back into the fold, but uh, as I was saying, my name is Will Meneker. We are Champo Trap House. <laughs> Joining me, as always, is Felix Biederman. Hi, everyone. Matthew... <laughs> Matt Chrisman. Hi, folks. And back again, Virgil, Texas. How are you? So uh, we are thrilled to be in Chicago. Chicago land. This whole I'm walking week. in. I'm walking in Chicago. I'm, wa I'm walking down the friggin' Miracle Mile. <laughs> hey, that cold coast. Mwah, forget about it. This. The city that never fucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, we have had uh, an absolute. Give me my friggin' pizza in a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> We've had an absolute blast this week in Chicagoland. Uh, this is actually my first time visiting Chicago. Thank you. Co uh, coastal I, elite. I can confidently say, I mean, I, I see what everyone says about it. I, it. I agree. It is America's second greatest city. It really is. It really is. What? 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 No? 
Whoa, 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 you don't understand. All Will is trying to say is that New York City is categorically superior to Chicago. No, yeah, no. Every Wait, possible yeah, go yeah. off, Kings. Go off, Kings. <laughs> Right? right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is what I was saying. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I think what you're saying is that Chicago is fantastic, but not as good as New York. Yeah. yeah thank you. Very simply. Thank yes, you. that is in thank fact you. what I was saying. Yeah. Queen, Queens. Let me hear you. Drag them. Drag them, Queens. Well. Um. No. I. Uh, all kidding aside, folks. It's a wonderful town. I love it. It's been great. Uh, but uh, no, this is uh, this is special for me because it's my first time. But it's more special for Felix because this is his homecoming. Let's yeah. give him a round Welcome. of applause. Here we go. Welcome back. Your memes were your ticket out. <laughs> no, this is like you know everyone waits their entire life for a homecoming like this where they have a list of everyone in the city they grew up. A, Everyone who ever wronged them, they invite all of them to the show and they organize a jumping in afterwards so they can get to Proud Boy level five. Speaking of uh, everyone who's ever wronged you, um, is, is your mom and grandmother in the crowd tonight? Yes, they are. Can we get a shout out? And they say you can't go home again. No, we've uh, we've uh, we've had the chance to have Felix uh, escort us around this great city that he grew up in. And by escort us around, I mean uh, be mostly absent, playing video games and going to the gym while we were out, you know, doing stuff. Yeah, and trying to force feed us just crushingly mediocre food. <laughs> I I live on your hate. I'm worrying about your digestive health. <laughs> Virgil wakes up. Virgil wakes up every day and drinks like three Red Bulls cut with cold brews, and then drinks 17 beers. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. Just this food wouldn't be good for the gastrointestinal system." <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I, I showed them the real Chicago this week, which is whatever room I'm staying in. Uh, <laughs> Complaints about my ping, uh, whatever, gym I'm going to for four hours. And uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people, they have a fake image of Chicago. They're like, oh, bleh, bleh, I went to the alley or I went to... Uh, <laughs> Love their alleys. Uh, <laughs> I really like this bar that's going to be open for seven months called Honey Pole. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I lived here until I was 21. I did the real shit, like... You know, you and your friends when you're 16, you smoke a seed blunt and you watch The Sopranos. <laughs> your, your friends in Rogers Park who are slightly dumber than you are like, I, I support the Tony killed Vito, like I wouldn't allow that <laughs> shit. And you're like, no, I don't agree, but I wish Tony was my dad. He's way cooler than my dad. Uh, and. Yeah, then you um, you fall asleep on the couch because, yeah, it was a seed and stem blunt. And uh, <laughs> then you take your ACTs. You go, don't get into the school you want to go to. Uh, you go to a city college of Chicago. Uh, your mom tells you you have to post less. Uh, <laughs> spend less time posting. And... Uh, yeah, you know, somewhere along the line, one of your friend's older brothers, who was uh, 27 when you were 15, uh, <laughs> you hang out with him, and he's like, uh, yeah, uh, I've been having this problem in my building where my neighbors uh, think that I stole their grill, which is bullshit. Just because I'm a criminal does not mean I stole their grill. <laughs> and he drives you around uh, his neighborhood, and you have to um, you steal potted plants from his neighbors to get back at them, to get back at them. And uh, the, a cop stops you, and he, in a very Ricky from Trailer Park Boys fashion, explains that he was, uh, these are all his potted plants. Uh, you, stop, you stop doing that. There's some, you know, you're getting back into PC gaming at age 20. Operation Flashpoint is harder now because you don't have the same reflexes. You're not, like, not even close to having sex with anyone at all, ever. And that's like, that's, you know, my Chicago. That's real Chicago. Like, all of you, that's my life. 
So that's what we were up to this week. Yeah, that's what we were doing. We it's uh, it's like the end of the usual suspects when he looks at the uh, the whiteboard and all the pieces fall into place about why Felix is a normal, regular dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to think that I bring a little bit of my regular coming of age with me in everything I do. <laughs> So, uh, they're like the Wonder Years directed by uh, Harmony Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone, uh, did anyone bring uh, some Malort I could drink? Fuck you! <laughs> Keep it away. <laughs> if so, uh, please have them escorted out. I'd like yeah, them ejected from not, the establishment. You're not getting uh, me again with your prank beverage. <laughs> what the fuck kind of city has a company? That's entire, like, it's been around forever. It's a, it's a thriving business, apparently. It's got a factory, it's got employees, it's got staff, and it's just a joke. It's a prank. <laughs> it's like a fucking, it's like a fucking whoopee cushion factory. <laughs> it's, the, it's the first irony spirit. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't compare to famous Cincinnati drinks like the macaroni and rye. Uh. <laughs> I ain't even from there, yo. <laughs> Milwaukee, what's up? Woo! Go Brewers. Boom. I, uh, first of all, I mean, again, one of my major grievances is that the DSA did not pass my resolution to honor Derek Jeter, number two, the captain, Yankees, number one, baby. Woo. Wait, what? Uh, DSA also did not pass Will's uh, Respect 9-11 movement. <laughs> uh, uh, Some of y'all have forgotten, okay? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, we're, we got a hostile crowd. We're getting booed. It's just like when we went to Pittsburgh and said, you know, for, for every vote we lose in rural areas, we'll make up I'm the I'm the Bernie Sanders of this campaign. I'm reaching out to all the rural voters that constitute the crowd, uh, encouraging them to get more and more racist as the evening goes on. Uh, all right, well, let me uh, see if I can get you uh, back on my side. Um, uh, I did have the Chicago style hot dog today. And I can't lie, it was good. It was good. And uh, what, what's even better is that all of the, the fixins on top of it constituted basically the only vitamins I've had over the last 72 hours staying here. So I don't have scurvy anymore. So thank you. Thank you, Chicago. Um, uh, other, other, other adventures uh, in, the, in town this week of the culinary sort is, uh, Felix, you, you took a road trip with Matt to get a barbecue and then bring it back to your, our hotel room. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we took the classic uh, cab trip down to 75th uh, from from River North, the best neighborhood in Chicago. You you guys know that River. I'm gonna become a River North guy. I'm gonna. All my shirts have uh, cufflinks on them, even my t-shirts. I've worked at a generic marketing job for 13 years. I've somehow been exactly 33 since. Uh, about 1999, all my friends, the, the name Jordan is somewhere in their names. Uh, yeah, regular River North guys. River North shit, real shit, real neighborhood in Chicago. All the River North people like Chief Keefe, Kanye West, all the people who came from River North. But we, yeah, we went from there, the neighborhood that I grew up in, and we went down to Lem's on 75th. Thank you. Uh, I got too much. I got too much barbecue. Matt ate it in the bed of his hotel room. Uh, <laughs> and the best part is, I, I, I didn't go to Limbs with you, but I was meeting you guys in the hotel room, and I get off the elevator, and I swear to God, I could smell the barbecue sauce in the hallway. And then when I walk in, Matt, Matt is in his all-white <laughs> duvet, <laughs> looking like the grown-up rib boy. Just <laughs> so happy to be having them ribs. It was nice. You get the you get the barbecue sauce on your finger. You just wipe it on the. No, no. You, uh, <laughs> it's a fucking hotel room. Yolo, baby. Hey, wipe it on that hey, fucking. Okay, yo, good. we're gonna tip a lot. Yeah, no. We'll yeah. Oh Matt stuffed the duvet like into the front of his shirt like a big <laughs> napkin. 
Really fighting back against those, uh, you know, literally a toddler campaign that Amber started <laughs> earlier this week. Yeah, she will be hearing from my attorneys on that. <laughs> I and like I, I willful to... infliction of emotional, emotional distress. distress. <laughs> you guys know it's a real thing. But yeah, I mean, we had the, we had the ribs, and I've got to say, they were definitely ribs. Oh, you love them. They were okay. No, they, they were great. They were the they best were thing that you've ever had. But there was some left over, and we offered it to the North Carolina delegation, you know, so these folks could enjoy some barbecued meats, uh, the authentic stuff. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like to boil them Chicago style here. <laughs> I like, I fucked up my bed worse than Matt. I like, uh, in, the, in the morning, uh, 12.30 p.m., I woke <laughs> up early so I could uh, go to the gym and DM every woman in media that I'm very touched by the lives I've affected at DSA Con. Uh, but in my rush, I like walked into the corner of my bed and just like bursted open all the fucked up scar tissue on my shin. And it was just like, I was like, uh, I'll go back to bed for like 10 minutes. And I didn't realize it was bleeding fucking everywhere. <laughs> like, cause I just don't feel anything in those shins anymore. So I got out of bed and there's just like blood all over it. And I How like many of y'all can't feel anything under your shins? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I got like I left and I came back and there was like the housekeeping was in there and I had to explain to her that I wasn't doing any weird sex shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just screwed up my leg. I'm, I'm glad you made that known to the, the, That's the, the, right. the anyone, hotel staff. Anyone I meet for the first time, I'm like, I did not do any weird sexual <laughs> thing. And I had nothing to do with Columbine. <laughs> First two things this I is, always say. By the way, this is Felix's whole, like, uh, yeah, I burst all the scar tissue and my legs open because I don't feel anything. This is his false humility. What he's really saying to you is like, this is what it's like to be a real motherfucking warrior. <laughs> um, this is what we call a motherfucking reversal. <laughs> Oh, and the, the, the other part is that uh, when we, uh, we, did it, we did a couple interviews here this week with uh, some international comrades that I'm really excited for you guys to get a chance to listen to. And one of them was this guy, uh, Georgie, or George, who is um, the French presidential candidate, Melenchon's foreign policy guy and uh, spokesperson. And while Felix was interviewing him, he, uh, he spilled coffee on his bleeding leg, and there was, like, <laughs> a mix of, like, coffee and blood running down his shit. Yeah, he thought, he thought that was cool. He served in Afghanistan. <laughs> he recognized another warrior across the table, yeah. I was like, sir, I, I may never have gotten on a plane and gone to Afghanistan, <laughs> but um, as a veteran of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1... <laughs> Well, I, I just think, think that we fought on the same battlefield, <laughs> sir. I think it was a testament to uh, the, the respect of, uh, of two warrior poets to each other yeah. that Felix went the whole interview without doing his French guy voice to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just, you know, when, I, when you respect somebody, you don't ask them if they knew Charlie Hebdo. <laughs> Even though you really want to. Uh, it, it was great. I'm growing up. It was great getting a chance to talk to these observers from uh, parties that are friendly, share the same goals as the DSA from other countries like Golden Dawn, the BNP, <laughs> Front National, uh, United Russia. Yeah, shout out to Stav, uh, Stav Halkius for hooking up the Golden Dawn interview. Um, more repellent than our uh, encounters with the uh, Golden Dawn, BNP, and uh, UKIP, uh, Virgil, you, you had a run-in with some uh, some fans of a local sporting franchise the other night, Oh, didn't boy, you? some tough yeah. customers. Okay, let me tell this full story. I was hanging out with my new friend from the Houston, Texas DSA. <laughs> and, uh, Medicare oh, mindset. Uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is a really cool guy. He is a... Uh, he's, He's a good old boy. He just likes to drink. Uh, he was telling me a story about earlier this afternoon. There were these two, uh, my, my former comrades, Trotskyists, who were uh, operating a table in front of the DSA convention. And, you know, he got some drinks at him, and he just went up to them to argue with them. It was like pointing at their literature. And it was like, nobody's going to read that shit. Uh, and they're, they get really mad, and they're like, uh, 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 yo, sir, you can come back and have a conversation when you're ready to be sober and serious. And he says, I will never be sober. I will never be serious. My praxis is I have never read a book, and you cannot force me to. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's... That
True comrade. True comrade. So we went out drinking at one of your fine 5 a.m. establishments, which uh, bring out high society, as you know. And, uh, you know, you know, we've been drinking, and we're just, like, talking about dumb shit on the street. Someone, like, brought up the Emoji movie or something like that. And uh, as, as we're talking about this, some, some, some local gentleman wearing uh, the local sporting team, baseball team attire walk by and say... Is, which uh, one, though? Uh, uh, what, oh, what is it? The, the Cubs, right? Yeah. The There's another, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Good, good. You'll wait till the rest of the story. Yeah. And I don't know, they're like saying, uh, they're talking, and they say, like, over here or something, they say, oh, the emoji movie? I saw that. That's a faggot movie. <laughs> and uh, I was there with a, a friend, an old friend of mine who's, who's lived in Chicago for a decade, and with, you know, two Texas, uh, Texas guy. And uh, uh, my friend says, no, no, that's just you, just, you just don't continue to interact and perpetuate this conversation. And uh, another gentleman comes up, and he seems agitated, as if we liked the emoji film, and that <laughs> we're not. And we're both saying that we dislike this film, and but it, this seems to be escalating. How do those emojis the condition fuck? doesn't even make sense. How they made more emojis? So Felix, can you please? How you gonna fuck a hand? <laughs> Felix, can you please explain the, the the contours of this conversation? All right, so uh, we have an insurgent terrorist group in Chicago, the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> and if you're a scholar of Middle Eastern history like me, uh, you remember the PLO's time in Jordan where they uh, took over security checkpoints, stuff like that, and they were eventually thrown out of the country. This is similar to the actions of the Cubs fans in Chicago. <laughs> They have a breakaway nation in the center of our city known as uh, Wrigleyville. <laughs> a Chicago Cubs fan cannot, or if you, if they hear anything that they recognize a concept, an idea, a place, <laughs> they immediately, shape. a shape maybe, depending on which ones they know, <laughs> they'll, the, the elites can do that. Uh, <laughs> They will immediately relate uh, this noun to uh, them not being gay. <laughs> All concepts lead into how gay or not gay uh, them or a counterparty is. This is the only frame of reference that these people have towards the world. A typical Cub fan will meet his or her mate and create another child with uh, curiously featureless faces. <laughs> That will also also have a fucked up boat in Belmont ha Harbor. <laughs> that they also commit some sort of horrible crime on. Uh, that they also have to sell as part of a civil settlement in a hate crime civil suit. Um, you know, they will meet this person at a bar and they will find each other in the crowd uh, through echolocation, talking about parts of the bar that are gay. <laughs> the typical uh, Cubs fan male, uh, the smaller units are known for their Oxford shirts uh, that uh, they, have, they wear one, they have to throw it out, they have their blood on it, not from a fight. The only combat these, uh, these people see is, uh, you know, it's similar to East Coast variants we have where they like to be held back by a group of fatter friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, declaring that the other person is lucky, that their wife is there, their girlfriend is there. But uh, they will get blood on it some way. They're going to fall down or something. And the larger, the larger ones, they like t-shirts with curious numbers written on them in reference to something the Cubs did sometime in like the 150 years <laughs> that they didn't even go to the fucking playoffs. And just just served as a disgusting open-air bar for the worst people in the tri-state area. Felix, uh, so if, if you're approached by a Cubs fan, how do you negotiate with them? All right, so... Uh, now, a lot, of, a lot of their concept of another, like a, someone outside of their group, it relies on scent. <laughs> And if they can, you know, they can smell like book binding or like soap that isn't dial soap. Or, you know, all the gay soaps. Those soaps are gay. Uh, 
they're going to they're going to inflate. They're going to inflate. They're going to sense hostility. But um, you know, just very clearly, you have to stand up on your tiptoes. You know, like you would with a bear. You have to make yourself look bigger than they are. They don't know that you're not that big. And you have to you have to go. This sidewalk is gay. This sidewalk is gay. This sidewalk is gay. And they'll go. Yeah, have a good night, and they'll stu they'll fucking stumble into their one bedroom that their their parents who are exactly like them somehow pay for. They're somehow rich. I don't, you know, proving proving how merit meritocratic this the society that they live in is. They they actually do. Uh, they have a little bit of a barter system with the River North people, where I think that the Cubs the Cubs fans. Uh, very dealership-based economy. <laughs> they will offer them slots in the dealership economy world for slots in the River North marketing world. Uh, and uh, somehow have kept this species alive. But that's, you know, if you run into them, that's what you do. Chicagoland, Felix Peterman, official homecoming, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Chicago Cubs, welcome to the resistance. <laughs> so, so it's not just um, it's not just the city uh, that we're here for. Uh, we came to cover the uh, the DSA convention. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. You guys, uh, you guys go to those conventions. Big deals. Um, thing about convention is uh, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of uh, procedure, and we're certainly fans of that. Oh, so, one of us is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I motion to continue. Sure. Motion to continue to this. Um, are you guys hungry at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, motion for grub up. <laughs> no, uh, uh, point, uh, point of question. Point, point, uh, point, point of question. Question. But uh, the you, chair you, recognizes. You, the chair recognizes. It's a privileged point. It's a privileged point. Uh, can we use seamless? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, a counter proposal to the uh, point of p position. Uh, I want a ruling on it. Is that is that allowed? Is that allowed a counter proposal? Uh, chair recognizes the uh, the motion to recognize the counter proposal to talk about seamless uh, v Grubhub. Uh, what is the tipping system uh, on on seamless? Seamless works in five percent increments. Though you can enter your own amount. Though it, it will not display the amount. Percentage-wise, you do we have, have to a, use your we, own calculation. Do we have a counter-argument for seamless? Point of information: Where do babies come from? <laughs> that is a that is, that, that is a question. Yeah, yeah. It's not information. It's a question. No, I want. I want. No, whip, I want. I want, want the, no, God damn it! I want the information. Point of procedure: Is this amendable? This, this is amendable, and is amendable point for the motion debatable. We'll need a ruling from the parliamentarian. I mean, it, it is debatable, but the question is. If we order from Seamless or Grubhub pizza or uh, Mexican or Chinese, what will be the uh, the bathroom procedure for three hours oh, okay, after? Yeah. The point of information, okay, yeah. fiber, amount of the cuisine, because some, some members have issues. Wait, uh, wait, wait. wait. Uh, with with a point with, of with privilege, action. point of privilege. Uh, I don't need to know what the fiber is. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't okay, matter. Some members do. You're not okay, progressive, progressive stack. Uh, the members who indeed have problems uh, with, with the bathroom, they, they go to the front. They go to the front. And for any, any motion, I, I, will, I will see. Amendment. To, wait. Amendment. Progressive, if we use the progressive stack, the members who have to go to the front of the line for the bathroom will take the bathroom for three hours. Okay. So reverse progressive stack, I use the bathroom first. Yes. No, I move no. to suspend the rules and immediately go to vote on the motion that says I can use the bathroom because this is an issue. This is an urgent issue. That is a privileged motion and the vote happens now. It is not debatable or amendable. Mm. Motion passes. Motion passes. All right. I'll hold it. I'll hold it. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the, the convention, it was, uh, it was a hell of a week. Uh, a lot of things happened. A lot of... Uh, a lot of smoke-filled rooms and deals and bribes and blackmailing going on. Our, uh, but that's politics, baby. Our friend you're going to meet later uh, texted me and said, this is as if uh, Garrison Keillor hosted C-SPAN. I thought it was what I watched, sort of like watching only the Dougie parts of the new Twin Peaks. 
Yeah, I thought it was like uh, fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to like you know go go through a rundown of some of the uh, the actual news events that happened uh, at the convention. I think uh, one of the one of the easiest things, one of the like you know most exciting things that everyone felt good about is that uh, the DSA passed the, uh, the the official BDS resolution. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. Uh, I was I was happy to see it happen. I also support banning the demonization of settlers, and uh, I'm just glad to be part of an organization that stands with the only democracy in the world. I'm kidding, of course, but uh, I did see, though, uh, so that of what little media coverage this did get, one of the things people uh, picked up on, and I think in one article it said that uh, uh, DSA votes to uh, ban Jews on Shabbos. <laughs> That well, I did have an amendment along those lines. I look, figure something out. I don't care. Well, it's it's fucked up because the voting took place on the second floor. So how could the Jewish delegates vote? <laughs> well, funny you bring that up. Uh, I thought this was a, uh, obviously a bullshit hit piece because everybody knows there is such a thing as a Shabbos goy. I advertise my services as such on Craigslist, both in Chicago and New York, so they could have easily got some Shabbos goys to come in and make the vote for uh, against the resolution. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see what the problem is. There is no problem. My amendment uh, banning all references to the Old Testament will uh, <laughs> in next year it's going to pass. We're gonna do it. No more old. This is a Zoroastrian socialist organization, and it will be from now on. None of this fucking voodoo shit. It's real, real religion, real fire worship. And we're not, re we're not recognizing any state except for Greater Persia. But if you have, Let's a, do it. If you have a Shabbos Goy, you can't tell them explicitly what to do. You just kind of have to suggest it. And they're like, because they have to do it on their own volition. So if you use a Shabbos uh, proxy, you'd have to be like, ah, be real nice if this motion to proceed failed. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah, having a Shabbos Goy is like playing a real-time strategy game. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, they have competitive uh, Shabbos Goy in South Korea. <laughs> it's the biggest sport. You just talked yourself into being observant again, didn't you? <laughs> again? <laughs> the last person in my family who had a bar mitzvah like died before the Franco-Prussian War. <laughs> <laughs> who, what, you know? Now, the other big thing uh, that we're very happy to announce is that uh, we acquired the DSA uh, in a hostile takeover. We are now majority shareholders. Yeah. We are now the majority shareholders. Yeah. And we're prepared to make a pivot to video, folks. But not, Get ready not, for it. Lots in, and lots of videos. In the ISIS sense of pivoting to video. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, the good news is that uh, as majority shareholders, uh, a portion of your uh, dues will now be going to us. Uh, for all the good work we've done on your behalf, uh, but also in, in in the real committee, the real not the N, not that bullshit NPC, the real political no, the one that committee, controls the, the one that actually yeah. controls everything, um, us. Um, the monthly dues are now sixty nine dollars. So, yes, I know. Look how popular this is. Look. This is not all just good news for us. This is, if you are also a shareholder, we are going to be increasing DSA dividends. <clears throat> That's a little uh, stock investing joke for <laughs> people with experience in the business industry like myself. So I spent the past few days covering the convention and going around and meeting just honestly wonderful, wonderful people and having fantastic conversations and observing this, this organization evolve and seeing these people come from all over the country to share ideas and, and values. And it made me really want there to be some analogous convention for the other end of the Democratic Party, the kind of liberal Russia centrist type people. Wouldn't that be so much fun to go to? Oh my God, it would be great. Like, you know how at this convention, like, oh yeah, they'll give out water and like uh, coffee. Adderall and craft beer. Eric, <laughs> the Eric Garland stack. This would be the, uh, like, you know, next year we're hoping to organize it, the sort of, the Lib uh, Brain Genius uh, Resistance Convention. All your, all your favorites will be there. 
Joanne Reed, Eric Garland, <laughs> Al, Gior Al, Al Giorno. Yeah. The man, the man. And uh, I was also sort of hoping that if, if this convention were to go down, sort of similar to the uh, our uh, Trot Spartacus friends who briefly converted Virgil, outside picketing the Lib, uh, the Lib Resistance Convention, there'd be two uh, Lincoln Chafee supporters <laughs> with a big sign that says, Hands Off Rhode Island. <laughs> And it should be noticed that it will be uh, being held in the Iowa Corn Palace. <laughs> By the way, Matt... oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said that the, uh, the, 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 the truck guy who was out there, like one of the two people yeah, who yeah. was there. Yeah, there's, so there's, a, there's a, a young woman and a guy, and the guy, he had like slacks on and a, a really billowy dress shirt tucked in in the front, and he was whole, kind of waving the the Trot Papers, and I swear to God, he looked exactly like when Gary Oldman plays uh, Lee Harvey Oswald in JFK when he gets arrested for handing out the hands-off Cuba flyers. Yeah. This, he looked exactly like that. This guy looked and sounded deranged, and like this organization, their whole praxis is uh, selling newspapers for a quarter because of something Lenin wrote on a handkerchief when he was ethered up in 1907. And... Uh, just saying, you know, read this and we'll have a conversation. It's all just, we're having conversations, which for people like me and Felix, like, you know, we're gonna have a conversation, we're gonna listen to each other, make eye contact, like, that's not, that's not. Yeah, no, you do not know your audience. Of. And uh, this, but this one gentleman, like, he, uh, Lee Harvey, like, he, I wanna take a picture of him, but like, I feel like every picture of him looks like last known photograph. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's why, that's why he's always handing out the papers, because the paper, it's like it's a hostage video. Every day it's a new paper just to let him know if he's taken. That can be used in any kind of ransom demand. Yeah, Have I, you ever actually read those newspapers? It's just the New York Observer. <laughs> the guy, just Jared's he, just was, he was very unpleasant, and he didn't. He, his pitch was very hostile and passive aggressive. Like, oh, have you read? You ever read anything? Read much? Uh, and he just was all glistening, and his eyes were kind of pinned. And it's like, uh, you want me to take, you know, uh, a political worldview from you? I wouldn't take an offered piece of gum that you like tried to give me. I'm like, that's how creepy you are. So, uh, most people, you know, ignored them or like earnestly tried to talk to them or made fun of them, but Matt had a fun idea when we were talking about it for what a uh, DSA member could do. Right, well the ultimate uh, PUA move would yeah. be- God tier alpha. A, like a DSA delegate with like the lanyard to seduce the trot, right? Like that would be the ultimate thing, and you could do it using, uh, using uh, left-wing, uh, kino and nagging techniques. <laughs> like you're like, hey, you know, you're, you're, this is really good, cool. Uh, your your party's great. I mean, you're a little revisionist, you know, but uh, I think you're really cool, and, and I'm I'm happy about that. It's like you've read some Lenin. That's awesome. And you just get under their skin till they're like, I'm gonna. F fucking show you what I know about Lenin. That's great. You're changing minds, having conversations. I mean, too bad, you know, Lacan observes that it's impossible, interpersonal communication is impossible, <laughs> but I mean, I, I presume you haven't gotten to him yet. <laughs> Would you like to set up your table in my hotel room? <laughs> but, um, of course, next year at the, uh, the the Lib Resistance Convention, the other uh, the other great uh, aspect of that will be catering by Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Um, let's see. Uh, what, 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 what else went down at the uh, the convention? I think that was it. Yeah, that was about it. That was about it. Who wants to hear about the workout I had uh, yesterday? Why don't Why don't right. we Why don't we bring our guest on? Yeah, yeah. Let's bring our we uh, our special guest tonight. Josh Androwski, why don't you come to the front of the stage? Oh. Here we go. What's that? <laughs> classic, classic bit. That's a classic bit of humor. So we call an opener in the biz. <laughs> Can you imagine if the Spartacists outside the DSA convention were just like, what's that? <laughs> that would be good. That's like... You should give them that idea. They would recruit thousands. Everyone would be like, oh, it's a cool party. There's no reading. I remember that commercial. <laughs> oh, oh, God. We were going to get so many medium posts about this show. <laughs> I just, like... No, I, I'll, I'll say something worse. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The medium posts will be about that, whatever I said in the last five minutes of the show. 
I can't fucking like deal with the the Trotskyists because I can't understand anyone who would worship someone who was killed with the murder weapon from basic instinct. (laughs) (laughs) Get a new dead dude to worship. But they were like, I, I like walked by and I'm like making a point to like not talk to them. Uh, and and they were like, well, someone like ho- one of them hollered after me, like, uh, "Hey, get back to us when you're serious about politics," and then continued to try to sell newspapers for twenty five cents. <laughs> it's the only active thing they do. Josh, I wanted to ask you about this, and, and uh, Virgil and Felix could uh, chip in a little bit because they both had access to it. I don't know if the rest of you guys know it, but there was a verified checkmark lounge. Uh, the yep. DSA for yeah. exclusively for people with the blue check mark next to their name on Twitter. And I was wondering what it was like in there. It was gorgeous. I don't know if the rest of you are verified, but I feel so relaxed after the uh, the sensory deprivation tank full of LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> they served sushi on little plates that looked like Rahm Emanuel's missing nub. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. And then they had like a little VR thing where you could kill Rosa again. <laughs> oh, so oh, 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 were you playing Overwatch 2? It's yeah. so good. It's so oh. good. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was really great to just, you know, like, go socialism. Yeah, this is so fucking great. Ooh, I need a massage. Uh, where's Chewy? And then Chewy would just come on up. But the, I mean, it, you know, not for regular members, but for blue checkmark DSA members. The DSA does have Oddjob from the movie Goldfinger, <laughs> who works in the DSA lounge for yeah. check marks. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's also the same guy who killed uh, Trotsky, who was Oddjob. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you guys can have fun, but I'm never going to sell out and get no stupid check mark because I'm a real poster, and I post for the love of it, not for the status. That's why you get, that's why you get a check mark, so they can never ban you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also it like puts your replies to the top. So if you click on a Ben Sass tweet, the first reply is me saying my ass is wet. And it's great. <laughs> I told I told a turf that I wished that someone would recreate the movie up with her limbs, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get banned. It's fantastic. Being Spe- verified rules. Well, that's the thing. It's because it's mostly algorithms now. So if you're gonna do any kind of threat, it has to be whimsical, because like it wouldn't be caught by their algorithm, you know? Yeah. Jack loves balloons. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna waterboard. To bu- I'm gonna waterboard you in the chocolate river from Willy Wonka. <laughs> exactly. Gotta go in that direction. Exactly. I'm gonna have a witch shrink you to the size of a, a bean and put it in a little satchel yeah. in her chicken leg house in the haunted forest. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna come to your house and. Kill you with my gun, <laughs> <laughs> like really whimsical stuff. Enchanted, enchanted gun. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's a sorry, magical sorry. enchanted yeah. firearm. Oh, yeah, uh, like the ones that with the pork fat on the bullets. <laughs> 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 you get that in Diablo too. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, check marks and uh, you know uh, Twitter celebrities and online death threats. Um, <laughs> I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up, uh, I think actually my favorite part of the DSA convention was that my favorite Twitter idiot weighed in on it. And of course I'm referring to Mike Cernovich. Yes! yes. Yo, these are mindset experts. They all got the new Tropic stack. They are- Who all loves mindset? How many of y'all out there are maintaining emotional control? Yo, yo, yo. When I say gorilla, you say mindset. Gorilla? Mindset! Gorilla? Mindset! Gorilla? Mindset! Hell yeah. No, yeah, uh, hell yeah, dude. Mike Cernovich weighed in on the DSA in probably the most hysterical way ever, oh. which is um, uh, <laughs> retweeting uh, someone's obvious and hilarious joke where they, uh, they took a picture of uh, everyone voting and holding up the cards in a way that uh, looked like uh, saluting uh, the dear leader and replaced the, the, the green screen with uh, Nick Mullen's hideous, extremely online guy face with the, uh, with, with the caption, all hail our new God King. <laughs> and uh, Cernovich, of course, was like, uh, this is very troubling. <laughs> Suffer a succotash. I don't believe it. Yeah, he said, this, oh, is this a uh, national democratic, national socialist democrat? Oh, my goodness. Well, that part was a joke, but what isn't a joke is for the you that were there, you know we ended the entire convention by going, Oh, Nicholas Mullen. Oh, Nicholas Mullen. Oh, Nicholas Mullen. oh. <laughs> 
You know what? You gotta give give Mike a break. You know, he takes the nootropic stack and it gives him the irony and Photoshop discerning skills of a gorilla. <laughs> That's the real progressive stack. Yeah. Suffer and suck at that. Look at these FBI rage that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring up Malort again real oh, quick. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Just because you were talking. Oh, the prank beverage. You said the word waterboarding, and it made me, it reminded me of Malort. Because <laughs> I finally Very figured out what, I finally figured out what Malort tastes like, and it tastes like if you sat under someone being waterboarded at Guantanamo with Listerine, <laughs> and then they just put it in the bean for a year. Yeah. That, you nailed it. That's exactly Fuck the what bean. it tastes like. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, we love the bean. The bean has been here for 100 years in Chicago. It's our most treasured landmark. Yeah, you guys got some whack-ass bean. Milwaukee has Henry Winkler giving the double thumbs up. <laughs> we win! Well, that, well, Josh, you come from the L.A. DSA. And, Boo! <laughs> and, Bunch of uh, troublemakers. Would, would you say that the food there, the alcohol there, is superior to Chicago? I find that kind of hard to believe. I would say that uh, Los Angeles doesn't give a fuck about every other city. Every other city hates L.A. And L.A.'s like, have you been on these new hoverboard things while you're high? <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> but the, the first time I ever came to Chicago, I had the most Chicago thing ever happen to me. It was four in the morning, I was drunk, and I forgot my pillow in the car, uh, the place where I was staying. <laughs> so I go get my pillow at four in the morning, and a shirtless dude on a bicycle fucking rides by, looks at me and goes, big deal! <laughs> and that's the most Chicago thing has ever fucking happened. Well, I mean, we, you know, everyone has a story about meeting Richard M. Daly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I am from Los Angeles, and uh, it's... All right, it's cool. Uh, you know it's not entourage, right? Like, everybody that moves to L.A. are the bad people. The people from L.A., we're just humble Scientologists. <laughs> Toiling in the Thetan mines. But yeah, we're like, I'm in, I'm in DSA L.A., I'm on the steering committee, they don't know I'm here. Uh, it just goes to show you that the DSA is the only organization that will elect somebody who says the word come on Twitter. And I think that's something to be celebrated. That's true. That's true. If I can't come, I don't want to be part of your revolution. Well, you, uh, you brought up, uh, you know, Entourage and L.A., Holly Weird. <laughs> Am uh, I right? Wow, wow, man. I have to bring up for the audience, uh, Josh, you told me something the other day that I swear to God has fucking haunted me ever yeah, since you it's, say it. Like, it's like behind my eyelids, like when I close my eyes and it's the first thing in my head when I wake up. You told me that the magician pen of Penn & Teller, Penn Gillette, oh, yeah. has, has a, a, an official patent with the US Patent Office for a gigantic like industrial-sized bathtub with a shelf in it that's designed solely for the purpose of accommodating a giant ogre-like man like him having sex in a bathtub. Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom for uh, five minutes. Yeah, dude, fucking, fucking in a regular bathtub is bullshit. <laughs> no, that just shows you what happened. Like, libertarians are only libertarian in, until they need to involve the government to make their fuck tub. <laughs> Fucked up patents are one of the few legitimate sources of government power. I mean, you know, I hate to be this guy, but Nikolai Tesla didn't invent that first. <laughs> it was only big enough for him and all of the birds he kept for no reason. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. He was a he would have been like a Tumblr bird guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, L.A. is, you know, like, I don't understand why any tourists ever come to Los Angeles. You know, they all go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame to see Shrek's star. <laughs> and it's like, yo, Shrek's not even buried under there. <laughs> What's the fucking point? 
<laughs> well, now you can go to the uh, go, go to uh, either deface or clean Donald Trump star on the. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> your daily. That's your version of Antifa versus Proud Boy. Coyote daily thing. I uh, I'm I'm uh, doing some uh, crowdfunding for my next uh, big stunt. I'm gonna fly to Hollywood. And I'm gonna write uh, alternative facts or fake news on Donald Trump star. <laughs> so. Yeah. This is true though that like people in LA have the worst politics ever. Uh, I was driving behind a Prius on the freeway, traffic much. Uh, and I saw this dude literally, like, it was like, that's the weirdest looking bumper sticker I've ever seen. It wasn't a bumper sticker, a dude printed out a piece of paper that said, Donald Trump, no sir, not my president, and taped it to the back of his Prius. That's the resistance. You virtue signal right next to your turn signal. That's Los Angeles. Uh, it's like the it's it's like the people who reply to him thinking, ah, oh, he's gonna see this, he's gonna fuck up his head. <laughs> like his motorcade will be caught behind you one day and yeah. like have to read. Hold on every a second. Word. I like to think uh, that sir. <laughs> I like to think that he ordered that uh, a bumper sticker that said exactly that online and it said arrival in one to two days. They said not soon enough. <laughs> I like the idea of Trump's motorcade being behind that guy, and Trump's like, uh, are there any bumper stickers ahead of me that I should uh, know about? And they're like, oh, uh, sir, you don't want to know. And he's like, no, I'm, what do you think, I'm a fucking baby? Tell me. And they read that to him, and he immediately resigns. He can't take it. By Trump's motorcade, you mean Immortan Joe. <laughs> no, Ted Nugent on the fucking front of the truck with the flames coming out. Uh, the Lolita Convoy. <laughs> uh, does, any, does anybody ever go allegedly allegedly yeah does anybody ever go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and scroll something like uh, you are my god keep triggering the libs make America great again on like Donald Duck's fucking <laughs> and it's just there because nobody is gonna change it uh, no, but somebody keeps leaving a condom on Jessica Rabbit's star. <laughs> hey, look, everyone has different forms of activism. Yeah. Uh, but I do have that condition. <laughs> but we are doing, like, like, it's so weird to be political in Los Angeles now because everybody in L.A. moved to L.A. because they already think they're a hero. <laughs> and so fucking, like, like our mayor, this dude, Eric Garcetti, who should only be known because his father fucked up the O.J. trial, uh, like, he just thinks, like, being in a fucking, like, true blue state, he just thinks that he's a good guy. So what DSA LA's done is, like, oh, well, let's just, like, ruin his parties and embarrass his parties. And uh, LA, LA wasn't a sanctuary city because Do he, fucking Eric Garcetti wants the Olympics so desperately in order to remove the specter of the OJ trial, right? Fuck the Olympics. So yes. he so desperately wants the fucking Olympics that he was not doing anything to piss off Trump, right? So, like, people were getting kidnapped by ICE when dropping off their kids at school. Like, communities were being destroyed, right? So we're like, well, what actually gets through to a neolib like that? I know, let's ruin their big party. <laughs> so on election night... By showing up to them, you mean. Yeah, well, on That's election, how we do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I've been a radical for quite some time. <laughs> we fucking, we figured out how to RSVP to his fucking party and infiltrated his party with people dressed up like libs, just like wearing like sensible pumps. And, <laughs> and fucking, and they just like pulled out all these signs that said ice out of LA and the local media was like, oh wow, something interesting is happening here? And it went all over the place and we went around and we saw Eric Garcetti getting his makeup on and we did the Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. No joke, two weeks later, he capitulated to like 80% of our fucking demands, right? So, the lesson is shaming and embarrassing neolibs might not work online, but it fucking does in person. 
sounds I, like a targeted harassment campaign, and uh, I reject it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Gar- Garcetti, uh, that's, that's an Italian last name. Yeah, They're that's, harassing that's a, a POC. That, yeah. that is the, one of the most victimized minority groups in yeah. human history, right after the Irish-American. It is. I true. don't know how I feel about this. I mean, like, why wouldn't you want the Olympics in your city? Look at Athens, Rio. I mean, it worked out great for them for a two-week track meet. So why would it? Yeah, you know what's funny? Like there, there are so many like actual reasons to hate the Olympics. But the one that I'm holding on to so much is that I really hope that Trump promotes Sheriff Clark to be the head of the DHS because what happens then is the DHS takes over the police department during the Olympics. Can you imagine <laughs> Sheriff Clark in charge of the LAPD? Everyone would be dead within 20 minutes. <laughs> He'd be like, you guys have got all these helicopters going around. How many of them have Gatling guns? <laughs> it would be absurd. It would just be so amazing to walk outside and just see from the skies Sheriff Clark just fucking like uh, Dr. Strange loving a drone holding his fucking hat up. But you know, wait, you're saying this, oh no, Olympics, man, my traffic, what have you. I mean, you're really gonna pass up the opportunity to, after they bulldoze an entire neighborhood and turn it into a giant fucking stadium that sits totally empty and barren for years, that, that turning into the world's largest weed dispensary? <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you wanna pass up the opportunity to get tased for drinking a Pepsi in the Olympic zone? <laughs> hey man, fuck the Olympics. Let's have the Weed Olympics, man! Oh, shit, dude! (laughs) Fuck, dude. Yeah, that's the most capitalistic thing you can do is turn weed into a competition. (laughs) Uh, Yo, guys, fucking stop this right now. This is a Black Mirror spec episode I'm writing. (laughs) What if your bong was bigger than you? What if your one hitter had Wi Fi? <laughs> what if your face becomes. What if your weed had a WPA2 key? What if your face becomes the last emoji you typed? <laughs> <laughs> what if you vaped the Queen Mum? <laughs> <laughs> Drug references. Drug Hell references, yeah, dude. everybody. The thing we all love to do. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Um, so, like, I do a lot of drugs, but my favorite part... No way. Who, me? Uh, the guy that looks like if fucking a youth pastor witnessed the Wonderland murders? <laughs> <laughs> do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> but, like... We're getting, we're getting video of this, right? <laughs> I want the audience to imagine. Like, the thing that nobody's talking about, and I think it's because the, like just having media just seeped into my brain living in Los Angeles my whole life. Like, the weed is legal basically everywhere, and that's super tight. But, like, nobody's talking about what fucking pot commercials are actually going to fucking look like. They're going to be fucking horrifying. Because it's not going to be for us. You know, like the pot commercials aren't gonna be for people. Like the big THC already has our money, man. Like if it was for us, like if it, it would just be like a cat staring directly into the camera, just opening and closing its paw. <laughs> and then like your friend's voice would come on and be like, dude, it's legal now. <laughs> I already know, I already know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a couple in a bathtub in an open field. Yes. And then a voiceover. It's fucking nice out. <laughs> <laughs> but with an NPR voice. It's fucking nice out. <laughs> it's fucking nice. I got loud. If you try to smoke, hit my line or DM me, bro. <laughs> Ask your doctor about DMing him. <laughs> Ask your doctor if you're trying to smoke. <laughs> Text your doctor, hey. <laughs> How do y'all like memes? (laughs) 
All right, what do you, what do you say? Uh, are Brett and Brian in the audience? Can we get Brett and Brian Brett back Brian, up here? Brett and Brian, Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, is Tim Faust in the audience? Oh, shit. Tim Faust, you're wanted at the stage. Brett and Brian, please come to the front of the room. You're on enough Kratom, take some fucking crowd surf. Just crowd surf all the way. Is it Kratom? 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 Yeah. <laughs> Kratom damn near killed him. Are you, are you getting Here we go. Brian, street fight. Hi guys, how's everybody doing? I did the whole last show, so I was taking a break. Here's Brett. Brett? Street fight. Street fight, Brett. I got the last beer from upstage, that's why I'm late. <laughs> upstairs. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were uh, we were hanging out uh, upstairs and um Tim, the fine owner and proprietor of this establishment, was telling us that in the in the very green room that we were sitting, uh, Mavis Staples and Jeff Tweedy decided to collaborate on a Grammy-nominated album. Yeah, and I just like to say, I mean, like I I feel exactly like that. And they actually uh, they have a, a chair up there, a specially designed chair that they made for Mavis Staples, and it has her name on it. And, and there's a picture of her sitting on it behind it, and it's a really amazing piece of musical history. And I was really made me humble to know that on this day, uh, Felix spilled Kratom all over it. <laughs> I made some really good posts on that chair. <laughs> yeah, these are all things we're describing that you can never, ever see. Yeah. Like most of my life, you can't see most of the, the beautiful wonders of the world I see all the time, as a verified account. There was another connection to, uh, there was another collaboration from this place and another place familiar with your audience. Bands that played here before, Tim said, have also played at another venue. A little venue called Comet Ping Pong Pizza. <laughs> That's 100% true. He said that apropos of nothing. Yeah, and he was his, sitting it on was the weird, throat. Because his eyes like rolled up at the back of his head. And he had just had white showing, and he was just reciting the names and then a weird dead language. It got very cold in there, and there were yeah, ice. <clears throat> no Tim Faust? Tim? Anyone? Uh, okay. Uh, don't know. Don't know. All right. Uh, he's probably studying healthcare policy. Yeah, he's, probably out, he's probably out saving lives. Okay. Um, uh, before we close, uh, close out tonight, I wanted to ask, uh, is there a Rob in the audience tonight? Yeah, I, Rob, yeah, I was told to give a shout out to Rob. And I'm doing it right now, buddy. Shouts out Robbie Swab, everybody. <laughs> writer for Reason Magazine, everybody. Robbie Mook in the audience, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You can't spook the Mook. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, save Frigo. Um, I just wanted to uh, thank again the Hideout Inn. I want to thank every one of you who came out tonight. The real heroes. I want to thank. Brett and Brian of Street Fight. I want to thank Josh Androwski for joining us. And uh, to close things out here tonight, I know you guys are all from the, con uh, we're at the convention this week. I think we're going to close out tonight by singing, uh, the, you know, the official yeah, yeah, yeah. socialist uh, international anthem. Yeah, right, we're gonna do, I, I, would, I would appreciate if you all stand. If you have a, a hat on, please remove it. Place your hand over your heart. This is, uh, we're going to all sing now with together as comrades, the official Socialist anthem, DJ, drop that shit. Like I said. Spotify commercial comes on. Uh, just, uh, still waiting for it. Casper mattress, you say. How are we supposed to build socialism in America under these conditions? <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Uh, uh, I'm gonna explain the bit we were going to do. <laughs> no, 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 give it, yeah. give it another Just three minutes. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, that, that was the sound cue to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you know, there's no way it's gonna it. work. Yeah. It's no way it's gonna live up to this at this point. Yeah. We should oh, stop. I don't know. No, I we don't know. We should not do this. No. It's not gonna work. Uh, uh, All you're, right. You're digging your own graves. You're the ones who are gonna be disappointed by it. We already know it's bad. Oh. This is exactly. This is exactly how Waco started. <laughs> no, it's how Jonestown started. Come to me, my babies. We Lay down your lives. We just have to wait. 
right. I, it's not. We gotta. We just on. have to wait. He's gonna come. He'll be no. here any day now. He's gonna come. He's gonna come. He's gonna come. He's true. never coming it's back. True. true. The leader will be here. The sound guy went to go get cigarettes. And he's uh, gonna be back uh, real soon. Uh, geez, that's like blocks away. No, come on. <laughs> okay, well. No, uh, well, I, I don't know the lyrics. Just sing shit. something. Uh, now I want to sing something. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday. Oh, it's actually your birthday. We planned this all along. Happy birthday, dear Mary. Happy birthday to you. All proceeds from this showing will go to the Benevolent Order of Police. Thank you.